The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Voice of Sia Henry podcast. This is episode number five of season three. Welcome to the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is yours truly, Sia Henry. And thank you for listening to another episode of my podcast. This week, I thought to myself that the topic of my last episode was a little bit too heavy and depressing for some listeners, as it had something to do with preparing for or facing death. So today, I'm going for a light-hearted topic that might cheer you guys up. And as many of you may have already noticed from the title of this episode, I'm going to talk about a TV series. Yay! And it's not just another TV series. It's one of the best from the 90s and probably the most influential sitcom ever made in the history of American television. But unfortunately... A lot of young people in Myanmar are not familiar with this show, probably because of the generation gap. Even if you were born in the 80s and grew up in Myanmar in the 90s, the most popular American sitcoms you would have come across would be the big hits like Friends, How I Met Your Mother, and The Big Bang Theory. But in fact, The global popularity of these shows owes largely to the ever-growing access to the internet since the year 2000, which enabled fans to spread good words about their favorite shows far beyond what conventional television networks could do. In another world, it was a lot harder in the 80s and 90s for TV shows to reach the level of success and popularity that friends got. 
But even with that challenge, there was one sitcom that not only managed to beat Friends with the ratings throughout the 90s, but also paved the way for many sitcoms that we would come to know today. So, without further ado, let me introduce you to the big brother of modern sitcoms, Seinfeld. To give you a better sense of why Seinfeld was the king of sitcoms before the era of Friends, and how it was regarded as the most groundbreaking show that was ahead of its time, I first need to talk about the origin of this great show. In the late 1980s, Jerry Seinfeld was a rising star in the war of comedians. Because of his sharp sense of observational comedy, an American television and radio network known as NBC offered him with an opportunity to create a sitcom based on his stand-up comedy experiences, but with a team of people that had never made any sitcom in their lives. The result was a pilot episode that was a bit too bizarre and somewhat unique for people to watch compared to what was available on TV at that time. And it was also a bit different from what the show would continue to become in later episodes. However, it is truly amazing to learn that the unconventional portrayal of characters and intentional lack of plots in the first episode was carried on and improved upon episode after episode, season after season, from 1989 to 1998. I mean, think about it. Seinfeld has attracted millions of viewers, not just throughout its run for nine seasons before the year 2000. It is still going strong, even after two decades later. There really must be something about this show, isn't it? So, let me talk a bit about the characters of this show. There are four main characters. Jerry Seinfeld as a fictionalized version of himself. His best friend, George Costanza. His next-door buddy, Cosmo Kramer. And Elaine Bennis, who is Jerry's ex-girlfriend. They are four singles living in New York City and are never able to succeed in their romance department. In most episodes of the first three seasons, there are cut scenes of Jerry walking as a stand-up comedian, just like in real life, making brilliant jokes that are partially related to the misadventures that he and his friends go through in each episode. I don't get it, okay? I, I, I admit, I, I'm not getting the signals. I am not getting it. Women, they're, they're so subtle. They're little... Everything they do is subtle. Men are not subtle. We are obvious. Women know what men want. Men know what men want. What do we want? We want women. That's it. 
It's the only thing we know for sure. It really is. We want women. How do we get them? Oh, we don't know about that. Now, here is the interesting part. None of these characters are likable persons. I mean, if they were for real, you wouldn't want to put yourself in their group. Most of the time, they are self-absorbed, sarcastic, jealous, crazy, and they would ditch each other for their own interests. You would even think hanging out with them or getting caught in their group dynamic would do more harm than good for you. In its simplest form, an average episode of Seinfeld would look something like this: Jerry would be seeing a girl, Elaine would be making some poor choices in men or something accidental in her workplace, Kramer would be widely pursuing his ridiculous business ideas, and George would be misbehaving at his job or in his relationship. Each of them would never fix their flaws, but foolishly hope to achieve something better. Then, somehow, by the end of the episode, they would always be back to square one because of their flaws and their group dynamic. And in between, they would go through awkward situations that would create many hilarious moments. And most notably. It's a show that was created to focus on nothing, literally nothing, with no forward plots, no hope for love affairs, no interesting stories, no character development or journey, no emotional roller coaster, and no learning or lesson of any sort. The creators just wanted to show the audience how comedians get their material based on the little details of everyday life. Regardless of this nothingness, people love the show because they can relate to these everyday situations, the exaggerated character flaws, and the intelligently crafted dialogues and jokes. Now, allow me to explain it better with an example. You see, at one point in our lives, when we feel hopeless about something or are tired of trying the usual ways, we tend to imagine what would happen if we did the opposite, right? Sometimes we try things that are counterintuitive and somehow get a better result than what we normally do in conventional ways. This kind of life experience was depicted in one of the episodes. Uh, George, you know that woman just looked at you. So what? What am I supposed to do? Go talk to her. Elaine, bald men with no jobs and no money who live with their parents <laughs> don't approach strange women. Well, here's your chance to try the opposite. Instead of tuna salad and being intimidated by women, chicken salad and going right up to them. Yeah, I should do the opposite. I should. If every instinct you have is wrong, then the opposite would have to be right. Yes, I will do the opposite. I used to sit here and do nothing and regret it for the rest of the day. So now I will do the opposite and I will do something. Excuse me.、Uh, I couldn't help but notice that you were looking in my direction. <laughs> oh yes, I was. You just ordered the same exact lunch as me. 
My name is George. I'm unemployed and I live with my parents. I'm Victoria. Hi. <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. One of the other great things about Seinfeld was that it materialized the concept of meta-humor and self-referential elements. At one point in season four, Jerry and George started to talk about how they may be able to pitch the idea of a show about nothing to the executives of NBC, introducing the audience of 1990s to the concept of a show within a show. Listen to this clip. I'm really serious. I think that's a good idea. Just talking? Well, what's the show about? It's about nothing. <laughs> No story? No, forget the story. You gotta have a story. Who says you gotta have a story? Remember when we were waiting for, for that table in that Chinese restaurant that time? That could be a TV show. And who's on the show? Who are the characters? I could be a character. You? Yeah, you base a character on me. So on the show, there's a character named George Costanza? Yeah. What, there's something wrong with that? I'm a character. People are always saying to me, you know, you're quite a character. And who else is on the show? Elaine could be a character. Kramer. Now, he's a character. <laughs> so everybody I know is a character on the show. Right. And it's about nothing. Absolutely nothing. So you're saying I go into NBC and tell them I got this idea for a show about nothing. We go into NBC. We? Since when are you a writer? What writer? We're talking about a sitcom. You want to go with me to NBC? Yeah, I think we really got something in. What do we got? An idea. What idea? An idea for the show. I still don't know what the idea is. It's about nothing. Right. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. So we go into NBC, we tell them we got an idea for a show about nothing. Exactly. They say, what's your show about? I say nothing. There you go. I think you may have something here. In today's standard of sitcoms, 
There must be some hook that can grab the attention of viewers quickly from the first episode. In Friends, it was this will they, won't they tension between Ross and Rachel. In How I Met Your Mother, it was the unknown mother of Ted Mosby's kids. So, from the viewer's perspective, these shows are leading them to a future destination. The showmakers play around with our curiosity and force us to follow the character's journey by hooking one season to the next. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but with Seinfeld, it was different. There was no hook or trick or journey that will force us to watch one episode after another. Back in these days, people were a lot more patient than today. There were no smartphones and people were not addicted to instant gratification like we are today. So there was no need for them to attract the viewers with some hook. The show's existence relied purely on solid comedy. And that is probably one of the reasons why people can watch the whole series over and over again to this day. For example, when I started watching Seinfeld, it took me more than 10 episodes to get used to with the style of each episode and the nature of the four characters and to notice how the jokes are much more brilliant and intelligent than that of friends. So they're showing me on television the detergents getting out bloodstains. Is this a violent image to anybody? Bloodstains? I mean, I mean, come on, you got a t-shirt with bloodstains all over it. Maybe laundry isn't your biggest problem right now. Then, as I was writing script for this episode that you are listening right now, I watched the first two episodes of season one to make sure I know what I'm talking about. And to my amazement, now that I completely get what this show is about and how the characters are built, these early episodes become even more funnier than what I felt when I watched these the first time around. That's when I realized the value of Seinfeld. It also gave me a grasp of why Netflix paid over $500 million to get the global streaming rights for this sitcom from 1990s. So, the question for me now as a language teacher is to tell you whether or not you should watch this classic comedy show with the purpose of language learning. And the more I think of it, the more I realize the answer is both yes and no at the same time. The reason for yes is that there are many parts of the show that are based on everyday situations and related quick conversations that most learners of English can understand and appreciate. But then again, there are many parts that are heavy with cultural references of the 1990s and thus some learners may not get these jokes regardless of their language level which kind of defeats the purpose of watching a sitcom. And since there is no storyline to carry you, when you can't understand the cultural references, all you have is your language skill 
to tap into the show's comedy style. On the other hand, however, if you understand the implication of some metaphors and catchphrases established throughout the series, it becomes so much more rewarding and amusing to watch the show. So, my recommendation for most learners is to use Seinfeld not as a source of learning material, but as a testing material that can help you observe how well you understand the use of language in forming comedy and how language is associated with a sense of humor. Well, it's been long enough and it is time for my closing remark for this episode. Seinfeld is considered as one of the greatest sitcoms that was ever made in American television history. Its originality, its uncompassionate use of flawed and neurotic characters that we don't want to become, and its clever comedy in everyday situations we can relate to, revolutionized the way most sitcoms were made. It inspired the next generation of TV shows such as Friends and How I Met Your Mother, and it also paved the way for shows that use dark humor such as It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But what happened in the game anyway? <laughs> what happened? Well, they stunk! That's what happened! <laughs> I think without Seinfeld, Many of the shows that millennials and later generation love so much today wouldn't even exist. So next time, when you are looking for a sitcom to invest your time in, put Seinfeld in the number one spot of the speed dial of your old telephone. You'll become a master of that domain. Goodbye for now. No, go hunt. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM. You'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See betmgm.com for terms. Twenty-one plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Promotion. Promotional offer not available in Washington D.C.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 